Andre the Giant. 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 And that's Meisner, ladies and gentlemen. Intro. Trying out new intro music. Intro. Still trying out new intro music. Yes, it's the same podcast, don't worry. Um, there's no bass coming in, but there still is a tiny guitar. There he is, look. It's not as tiny as he once was. Uh, he's more mini. Is mini bigger than tiny? I don't know. He's bigger than a borrower. I don't know. Anyway, shall we uh, just begin? Okay. Welcome to the Unsociable Actor, episode six. six. I'm your host, Paul Tonkin, and yes, I am an actor. I know what you're thinking. Finally, an actor has made a podcast. Yes, I hear yes. you cry. They are so few and far between. Yes, the chosen now, one. Unlike the title suggests, I myself am not unsociable. Socially awkward, yes, but unsociable, no. Basically, what I am is an actor. Yeah, you've said that. Who is not guitar strum. On social media. Oh, no, it can't be done. How do you survive? Is it even possible? Isn't it just like turning up to a dick swinging contest without the aforementioned appendage? Well, that's what I've been finding out. And so far, I'm still alive. Now, let's cut to the guest intro, shall we? Unsocial. Unsociable. Actor. So, this week's guest. Who's he going to be? It could be literally anyone. Anyone in the whole wide contact list on my phone. And so, with that in mind, today's guest is Ryan Stratton. Ryan is an actor and a stage and screen combat whisket. Fight! And I've had the pleasure of working with him on many occasions. If there's something you need to know about stage combat, he's your guy. Unless you've Googled it already. Wait, you want to hear more about today's guest? <laughs> okay. Ryan attended East 15 Acting School, studying acting Obs. and stage combat, passing with flying colours. Since then, Ryan has worked continually as a stunt performer on the show Vikings, and many films including Faintheart, Ironclad, Hammer of the Gods, and the Sergio Ronan Margot Robbie vehicle, Mary Queen of Scots. He has also worked as a fight choreographer on productions such as Hamlet, Macbeth, Romeo and Juliet, Twelfth Night, and a viral Jurex ad. Spot the odd one out. Apparently, if Ryan hadn't taken up stunt work, he would have loved to have been a puppeteer. Wouldn't we all, Ryan? Wouldn't we all? The interview. Chit chat. And so, to my right, I have. Ryan Stratton. Hello, Ryan. How are you doing? I'm good. I'm good. How are you, sir? I'm good. I'm good. So we're we're recording this um, after have what I can't speak <laughs> after we have watched Blackbird, which uh, if people who don't know, Blackbird is a film written, directed, produced, and starring Michael Flatley. Now, um, I think Michael Flatley heard <laughs> when writing this, he heard that less is more, um, and he he heard that and he ran with it. Didn't he? <laughs> yes. <laughs> It's a brilliant film in the realms of uh, The Room, isn't it? Yeah, I mean, the, even The Room had a certain, um, like, you know, there was an undertaking to it rather than just trying to be for the sake of one particular person. Yeah. Like, Tommy Wiseau, I think, actually thought he was making a movie. Flatley was just making an ode to himself. In Flat Blackbird. out making an ode yes. to himself. Yes, <laughs> and I love how he tried to keep it uncomplicated by what was the character's name? Blackley, <laughs> Flycool Matley. Um, yeah, it was. If you haven't seen it, buy it. 
because uh, <laughs> and it's a zip. It's like 90 minutes long. So, you know, and you leave not knowing anything about the film. It's just people saying random words to each other and not really committing to most of the sentences. Or the ends of them, anyway. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> and then, of course, um, no word of a lie, there was the secret formula. And I went, that, that, surely that's lazy. <laughs> That, I mean, I've heard of the, the film cliche of the MacGuffin being in there, mm-hmm. which is what the secret formula is, but they just went, secret formula. This was like yeah. the muck Scooby-Doo it was over. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh, God. Anyway. Middle. Edit. Yeah, so we're not here just to talk about Blackburn. Mm. Um, Ryan is here to talk with me about... Being a person in the acting profession and social media, is that right? Mm-hmm. Obviously, yep. that is the podcast. Um, so, tell me about you and your work. So, I started off with uh, the dream of being an actor, and I went to drama schools in the usual way that most people do. And as I went there, I went to uh, most of them to apply for the acting courses, and I got to the drama school East Fifteen. And I was applying for the acting course there. I did all of that. And the director of the school, a gentleman by the name of John Baraldi, um, he personally took delight in being able to handpick every student that went there. He was at every audition. He was always there making sure that he had the final say and the final approval, which is a method I really admired. And um, when we were doing the feedback, we were grouped together. Those of us that got through to the last round, he just went, Ryan, I think that... Um, you were the worst actor I had ever, ever seen. And that just sort of knocked me on my feet a little bit. I went, okay, because what else can I say to that? And he said, you are not an actor's actor, you're a director's actor. As soon as I started to give you instruction, you followed it and you did it better than I thought you could have done. So there, it's there. I am going to offer you the, uh, the place on the acting course, but there is a tiny problem. You can't sing. And I was in wholehearted agreement with that. And I just went, yeah, you're absolutely right there. As am I, just so you know. Yes, yeah, no, (laughs) I'm quite comfortable with that scenario. So, because every drama school audition I had, there was always the bit about singing. And I just couldn't avoid you. If you do the actor's course anywhere in any drama school, there is a singing uh, audition in there. And there is, because singing is always part of the, um, the actor's repertoire. And I, I just don't have any talent for that. But um, he said, you're physically very good. And I see you have a martial arts background. I think you'd be better for the stage combat course. Come back again next week. Do the audition for that. I think you'll be more comfortable there. And I thought, OK, stage combat. That sounds interesting. And he said, yeah, basically, it's stage combat and acting and one lesson a week of singing as opposed to five or six. And I went, well, that sounds much more up my alley. So I spent three years doing the degree in that. And that refocused me and realigned me. And then I began getting uh, small stunt gigs on TV shows and films. I did Vikings for all but one season. I was in seasons one, two, four, five, and six. And then I did some film work as well, and I started to get uh, uh, fight choreographer work for theatre. And that became my niche. And then I just um, like to uh, use my body more than just the actual actor's usual tool which is to go into their emotion I still enjoy plays and I still enjoy doing the uh, bits on stage and everything but as soon as I was out I was immediately getting fight choreography work and I thought yeah this is a good gig and I'm enjoying this so um, that was where I kind of left off that was how my sort of turnaround happened very suddenly and I stuck with it because I enjoyed it and it's also kind of sexy being able to do uh, you know fight choreography it's a little bit more interesting than um, just the acting alone but um, yeah, that was uh, where I've done, and I've been doing that really ever since. 
now looking to realign because I'm getting a little bit older. The body's starting to hurt after a couple of impacts and I'm thinking I probably should start teaching now because you know one day I'm gonna you know be on set everything will go black two weeks later you open your eyes you've got a guy in a white coat stove over you and going yeah, that's it you're done you're mm-hmm. finished and that is where your career could end and that's the risk that you have in the stunt industry like, as well like dancers really in some respects there's a certain um, oh yeah sort of time scale that you have really I suppose there comes a time in every actor's life <laughs> when you realize you might want to start teaching <laughs> yes. <laughs> we'll never play the day. So, um, where are you on social media? Are you on social media? No, I do have a Facebook page, but um, it's, it's, it's there for um, photos. That's, That's what right. I keep. I keep it on there. I don't use it for the usual thing. I just upload photos to it, so I've got an online uh, photo album. Yeah. That's very but, common. Fact, yeah. yeah a, a, but it's an online photo album for me. It's not a public thing. I've, I've blocked it in every possible way. I don't have a friends list on there. And I certainly don't have um, Instagram or Twitter or anything like that. I never... I, I kind of did it originally in the way that everyone did, just because it was the latest thing. It was the, the fad that everybody got on top of. Mm-hmm. And I followed that sort of um, line of people that did it. And then I suddenly realised that I just didn't like looking up the latest memes or people's political opinion or you know what they're trying to do or someone promoting vegetarianism or fashion or whatever it was that they're really into which is fine for them but it just didn't and I feel like I'm compelled to click like or to comment on them and if I don't they question why I haven't. Do you feel um, the algorithms that are tailored to you were just giving you more and everything when you didn't have the brain capacity that had to take it on board? Is that what you're saying? Yeah, I would say so, because, you know, I would just, stuff would just pop up and I'd be like, am I supposed to interact with this? I mean, am I being rude if I don't interact you with feel, it? Does anybody know that I'm here or not, you know? Do you feel pressure to, um, to when you were on social media, to be active and be present? Mm, absolutely, because, I mean, one of the, the features that Facebook had, for example, was events. And, you know, as, you know, in the performing arts industry, it's very common and it's a very useful free tool to just say, right, just put this event together and send it out to everyone. And I feel compelled to respond to that in some way, even though 90% of the time I wasn't available to whatever it was or it was very far away. And there was two, there were three options, yes, no, and maybe. And I would just put <laughs> maybe on everything consistently. And... I would get another interaction from that from the person saying, oh, you might be coming. That's nice. But no, I'm not coming. But I just felt too, I feel too <laughs> rude to say no. And again, I do feel compelled to interact with it. Yeah. And, exactly. you know, it, it's, it, so then it becomes more of a burden than anything else. What? Mum, I'm doing an edit. Oh, ruin that. How do you feel? Because you have no social media now. How do you, do you feel um, lighter, freer? Um, yes. More your own self? Well, liberated from it because it's not mm. something that I'm constantly having to check every three times a day, I think, when I was using it, you know. And now I just, I, I get real pleasure in interacting with a person, not necessarily physically, like in person, but I can at least send them a text message or I might give them a phone call, which to me is the, well, that's what socialising is all about. I appreciate it's called social media, but there's more media than social. It's just... Oh, yeah, definitely now, I yeah. suppose. Yeah, it's more of a tool. Um, it's more on your own terms, I think. Yeah. Speaking from my own 
um, experience being on social media now, it's my interactions with people are more few and far between and on my own terms and uh, more beneficial, mm. more fruitful, if that makes sense. Do you feel your phone is packed with more people without having a social media, like lists of phone numbers, which is more essential because you do still interact with people? But I'm, I'm more aware of when I take a number to keep it and to be active with the number, which, mm. which means, I suppose, being more interactive and connected to the actual person rather than um, just putting stuff about myself online and I know that person might see it, they might not do. Mm. It's more um, more connected. Yeah. Yeah. I felt like I'd be more disconnected. And I, I feel like I did a little bit to begin with. I had a bit, a bit of uh, the fear of miss out, missing out, you know, FOMO. Mm. But now I feel a lot more grounded and a lot more myself. Yeah. If that, whatever that is. Mm. Which is, I, I suppose that's a good thing. You know, uh, a, a stronger sense of self. I well, think. you're not an online persona. You're an interactive person with other people. Yeah. And like I say, if I want to speak to a person, I will send them a text or send them a phone call or whatever I do regarding that. When you were on social media, did you ever create content um, for social media itself uh, regarding your work? As in, did you ever post specific uh, fight clips or to promote mm. your work and to use it as a promotional tool. Yeah, I suppose I did with, usually when I was doing theatre, I put up the poster of whatever show I was in and then put the dates in there again because I thought maybe this can be a useful tool and it promote. And at the moment, it's the hot topic. It's the big thing that everybody is into. Yeah. But yeah, I did. I used the tools in the way that I thought I was supposed to use it for because I thought this is a great networking tool. And I think that's why I held on to it as long as I did because I felt that it was a networking tool and it's perfect for people in the creative arts. Then I realized a couple of years had gone by and I hadn't had any work through social media. I don't think I ever did now that I really think about it. That's what I was going to ask. Yeah. Did, you, did you gain any work no. at all, do you think? I don't know. It's just, but it, it was just such a useful tool because there was a time years before the mobile phone where if somebody said, let's stay in contact, if you wanted to meet somebody, they would say, can I get your number? To get your number, it would require a pen and paper. <laughs> then we advance into the world of Facebook where it would be, oh, just add me. That was the term that was used. Yeah. And it was with the simplicity of, well, I know your first name, so I'll type that in. Undoubtedly, we'll have mutual friends, so you'll probably be in the top four that I look for. And because you're in the creative arts, it's good to keep everybody in this little network. And I saw that value and I bought into it realizing then that my friend list was exceeding 2000 i didn't have a clue who any of them were mm -hmm. i have within my life really i think about 50 intimate friends who i speak to regularly who I, yeah yeah i just sort of a random that's, that's, you know, a, good, yeah. that's a good amount of yeah, yeah i don't know that people, i mean i've got five i think yeah yeah no but I, I'm just, I kind of made that number up a little bit but I, maybe 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 i overexerted myself there but um yeah but people who i interact with and then i just thought i don't know anyone here and it's and there was there was even the date stamp of friends since and i went well, what was i doing at the time I, I think i just met that person in a bar and we both <laughs> mentioned we liked theater yeah. It's a sneaky edit. 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 Yes, we're having a jolly good time. Do you remember in lockdown, uh, the stunt guys were, I think you're on TikTok, yeah, Hollywood stunt mm. guys, and they were doing um, uh, videos where they were 
different ways. I would punch the camera and it would cut to the next and person. And they would cut to the next person and they would and react yeah. and then they would carry the punch on. Yeah. So you remember it? I remember it, yeah. And I yeah. saw it and thought, oh, that's cute. You never thought about doing that yourself? No. no. <laughs> Doesn't do anything. Because, again, it's me doing something, wanting people to see it and get their approval of it. Yeah. Or get them to join in and make it into something and give it credence and give it meaning. It's kind of like... Um, that graffiti of Andre the, the Giant, the guy, the graffiti artist who actually does that and puts it everywhere, he says, mm -hmm. it's just an image, but if it's consistent enough, eventually it gets meaning. It's a message. And he had no meaning to it. He's just constantly putting it out there until eventually it becomes an art or it becomes a statement or it becomes a political message exactly. or whatever it is. And that's all these things are which are on social media. Everyone's trying to say something, give it meaning. That sounds like a... A Meisner exercise to go into an acting world yeah. here. Repetition. Yes. <laughs> Andre the Giant. 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 And that's Meisner, ladies and gentlemen. Yes, yeah. That was for free. Yeah. <laughs> um, this is actually a Meisner class now. Yeah. A cheeky bit of acting talk now. Let's get back to the socials. So how long ago was it that you left social media and how did you go about it? It's coming up to about two years now. Mm -hmm. And what first, what first made me do it, I did have an Instagram with about seven pictures on there after ideas of having it I think because it just wasn't something that I was very interested in and then I think because I hadn't used it in so long it got hacked oh, I don't yeah. know so I deleted the app and I shut that down that was what instigated it um, I never really had Twitter anyway so that wasn't an issue but then um, that was what made me look at Facebook and I thought okay well who do I actually know on here for real who do I have a relationship with who could I just I mean, calling it a relationship, who can I just phone who would recognise my voice alone and I could interact with them that way? So yeah. I just started going through people who I just didn't speak to, like, you know, or have that regular communication with, and I just th thinned the herd and just started doing that. And then when I started going out to my local bar, there were lots of people there that I knew, but they were just people that I saw in my local bar, and I would say hello, and we would chat and everything. And suddenly they were just a little bit colder. And I felt that they had noticed. <laughs> they took me off of Facebook, you know. And it's like I was making a statement or I was trying to hurt the person. I wasn't. I didn't, I didn't care about any of that. But people seem to. They said, oh, well, you've unfriended me. Does that mean it's a metaphor for life? We can't talk socially? And I was like, well, no. It, Facebook isn't real. Yeah. And I thought, and that was what made me go the extra mile where I thought, well, if I just cancel it, no one can accuse me of being antisocial or... Um, you know, trying to isolate myself. I just thought, I'll oh, just shut it off. I don't even care about it. And that's what I did. I mean, that's clear that that it actually affects your mental health, right? Yes. It actually seeps into real life. And so it, it, it feeds on your um, insecurities and anxieties, mm. I think. No, absolutely. Um, if you're using it as a friendship platform. But if it's used as a, a work tool or selling something, um, selling your company or selling yourself, mm. then if you've got the time and the energy and the, and the know-how, it's great. Mm. 
but that's not how it was sold sold to begin with. That's how it is mm. now. Yeah, and it wasn't sold to you. Well, it wasn't sold to me like that. And then you're lost in the the quagmire of anxieties, and um, when in real life you just want to go to bed, mm. <laughs> just want to put the covers over your head for a day. Yeah. When did you When did you leave it? Um, fully, I I slowly got off bit by bit, but the last last bit of social media I left was Twitter, November two thousand and twenty two. So Twitter was recent, but I didn't have the app. But I was on it, but I have to make an effort once a week or twice mm. a week to go on it, to do something, to retweet, to say, like, I'm alive, I'm I'm still a bit witty, or still a bit this, but just yeah. generally just, I'm here. But I kept it purely for work purposes mm. because people can ask, oh, have you got a Twitter handle or this, that, and the other. It's, it, Twitter handles have appeared on, on theatre programmes and stuff, mm. which is... That still blows my mind a little bit. Yeah. Well, of course, this is an edit. What did you think it was, you fool? Moving forward now, um, where do you think, like, let's say, ten years on now, where do you think your relationship with social media would be in ten years' time? Well, right now, I would say zero. I wouldn't have anything to do with it at all. Mm-hmm. I feel very firmly about that that way. But things are developing all the time. There's, uh, you know, it, it was MySpace for a long time. And we've now got Snapchat, we've got TikTok, we've got Instagram, we've got so many versions of a social media platform that are tailor-made to certain audiences and to certain people that go, oh, no, that's perfect for me. That's just what I need because it's good for my personality. It's good for my business or it's good for me expressing myself in whatever way I want to express. So maybe something will come along and I'll go, oh, that maybe that will work and that's tailored to my requirements or needs. Tickle your fancy. Yeah, it feels my desire in that way if there is such a thing. At the moment, though, I can't. I mean, they all seem to be very similar to me. They all come out. They're a variation of whatever came before, just with a couple more bells and whistles attached to it. But no, I and I don't feel like I'm missing out. And I feel I do feel more connected to human beings, and I just enjoy that that kind of um, emotional connection where I can actually go. I know who that person is because I speak to them. I actually see them. I write to them. I've got you know. I mean, there's you know. I got I got a letter in the post the other day. And I kept it because a friend of mine <laughs> wrote it to me. Yeah. Um, you know, but yeah, yeah there was a time yeah. where you, when we were kids, letters were a little bit more common. People did write to each other, but I had something very physical from this person. They had taken the time for it, and I thought that's that's amazing. And it also feels like I'm holding a relic mm-hmm. of a time forgotten. You know, because everything's electronic. I, I, I'm this, I, like I say, no social media, but I still email people. <laughs> but that is me just punching letters in and sending it to a person's private thing. Do you think there's uh, there's people now who are younger than us who would see a letter, any handwritten letter, as something insidious? Yeah. <laughs> like, what the fuck? <laughs> Who's done this? They're written with letters from different magazines yeah. and put together. <laughs> what well, that is. Yeah. <laughs> it's just Kalara saying I love you. Yeah. <laughs> the fact that I signed it in blood is uh, yeah, yeah, irrelevant. That, that would tip Because yeah, I want to put as much of myself into this as I can, yeah. <laughs> No, I mean, it, it is such a... Because the thing is, uh, even now, I know I, I know of people who put who set Facebook or social medias up for their babies, for their... They're not even months old, and they're on the grid. It's not a bank account. It's, Come on, yeah, <laughs> it, but it's, it's one of those things where they're already... They're going to get to the point, of course, where most 20-year-olds now don't know the world without the iPhone or the laptop or whatever because it's the world that they were born into in the same way that, you know, another generation didn't know anything other than the typewriter. I barely know it as well because I'm getting older and I can't remember, even though I was there. Yeah. 
But there we go. There's something that we are sort of born into that is sort of like, you know, standing the test of time, like, you know, the fad of the mobile phone when it was about the size of a brick and people mm. said it's never going to catch on. Mm. And it didn't catch on, but they developed it to a point where it was more, um, you know, suiting people's needs. It was handheld. And now, you know, not just phone calls, we can do anything with a phone as well. It's a window into this entire world. And it, it, I remember there was one photo I saw which I thought really summed it up. It was um, a gig. It was a band that was playing. And it was a group of people. They were probably 25 and younger, except for one person. She must have been in her 70s. And every single one of them was watching the gig through the phone and recording it, which is fair enough. Mm -hmm. The only person that wasn't was this elderly person. And the title on the picture was, there's only one person in this photo that's living in the moment. And that is kind of what I want to embrace a bit more. I want to be able to live in the moment. Yeah. So in the future, do you think there will be a social media app that will entice you back online? No. <laughs> okay. And on that very succinct answer, thank you very much, Ryan. Thank you, Paul. Thank you. It's been a pleasure. Thank you very much. Goodbye. Goodbye. So thank you for listening. If you made it this far, I'd just like to say one thing. Could you please subscribe? It will help with any other episodes that I make and shows a lot of love. And we need a lot of love in the world. Sing it. No, I didn't mean actually. No. Stop. No, I said. No. Shh, 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 Thank you. Stop. Why does it sound like an intro to something? No, we're ending the podcast. No, this is the end. The end. Stop. Stop the music. Just the bass. Thank you. Goodbye.